Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the third episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and today we have an interview with Jack Kilborn, author of the new horror thriller, Afraid. Today on the Reading and Writing Podcast, we're joined by Joe Conrath. As J.A. Conrath, Joe writes the Jack Daniels Mysteries. This mystery series featuring Lieutenant Jacqueline Jack Daniels of the Chicago Police Department has included the novels Dirty Martini, Rusty Nail, Bloody Mary, Whiskey Sour, and Fuzzy Navel. However, tonight Joe is here to talk about his new novel, Afraid, a horror thriller. Afraid, published under the pen name Jack Kilborn, will be published by Grand Central Publishing and will be available at your local bookstore on the last day of the month, March 31st. Joe, welcome to the Reading and Writing Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. Sure, sure. Uh, we're here to discuss Afraid, your new horror thriller, but let's touch briefly on your Jack Daniels mystery series. Two quick questions. First, when will the next book in the series be published and what's your favorite drink of choice? Well, the next book will come out supposedly July 7th. And I say supposedly because it's a, it's a loose date as opposed to a hard drop date, which means that you'll probably be seeing it in the stores maybe a week or two before then. Gotcha. And, and, and what, is, what is the title? Did you say that? Cherry Bomb is the sixth book in the series. And Cherry Bomb, incidentally, is a mixture of vodka, white cream to cocoa, and grenadine with a maraschino cherry in it. It's a shooter, or you can do it on the rock. And it's a, it's a pretty easy drink to, to get down, but they, uh, they collect. They pile <laughs> up. They, there's, a, there's a cumulative effect of, of Cherry Bombs. Uh, my personal drink of choice, if we're talking hard spirits, I'm going to have to go with a, a really good, uh, probably single-barrel batch bourbon 
uh, something like Blanton's is just wonderful to drink. Single malt scotches would be a close, close second. Gotcha. But if I'm just going to sit with something, it would be that. And, and what about beer? Oh, beer I love. I love beer in, in its many different forms and uh, m- many different varieties. Uh, I'm a huge beer snob. I used to actually work for a brewmaster. So I know more about beer than any human being should rightfully know. And uh, because of that, I'm I'm just in love with uh, just about every single form of beer. And of course, you know, they're divided into two main groups, ales and lagers. In fact, rather than tell you about my favorite beer, which we'd have to go category by category, I will tell you a beer style that I don't like, and that's called a Rausch beer. And a Rausch beer is a German-style ale, and it's smoked. So if you've ever smoked sausage, smoked salmon, and it's got that kind of wood chip charcoal flavor to it, that's what drinking this beer is like. You're expecting something like Sam Adams, something smooth, maybe a little bitter, and instead you get a big mouthful of smoked salmon. It's it's not a beer that I enjoy. <laughs> uh, sounds interesting. But with all of your knowledge of beer, it sounds like you've got a basis for another series at some point. Well, I'll drink a Rouch beer if someone buys it for me. <laughs> I mean... I, I won't avoid it sure, if, if sure. it's free, but it is my least least favorite thing. Great, great. Well, um, I'll drink a Budweiser if someone buys it for me. Yeah, I, I hear I'll you. I drink paint thinner actually if someone would actually <laughs> you know pluck down the four bucks for a glass. <laughs> One of the problems with with writing a series that has drinks in the titles is when I'm at a conference, when I'm doing a signing, invariably people buy me my book titles. They buy me a whiskey sour. They, they buy me a bloody Mary. And I, I said, that's a problem uh, that, you know, that's a problem everybody should have. But after this happening many times, I'm thinking, you know, maybe I should have, maybe I should have written a book called, you know, lobster thermidor or <laughs> filet mignon and really capitalized on people's willingness to, to buy me things. Yeah, that, that you've got an idea there. So, so let's discuss Afraid. Um, the question I have is, uh, why publish Afraid under a pen name? I, I've read several interviews with Dean Kuntz, and he said that he believes writing novels under various pen names actually delayed his career as a best-selling writer. And I know you're a writer who has studied the business of publishing and marketing, and I just wonder what your thoughts are regarding pseudonyms and pen names. Well, there there are two reasons for a pen name uh, for for Afraid. I'm going under Jack Kilborn instead of uh, J. A. Conrath, and the first is it's an entirely different uh, brand. It's an entirely different demographic. My Jack Daniels books have some scary parts in them, but those parts are balanced with with some levity. Uh, Jack Kilborn, there's no levity. These book, this book, and I'm saying these books because I just finished the second Jack Kilborn book. It's called Trapped. Uh, they're scare machines. They are meant to scare the absolute hell out of you. And a lot of fans of mine, J.A. Conrad fans, um, might accidentally pick this up and then have a heart attack and then the relatives will sue me because they didn't know beforehand. And while that would be great publicity, I'm not made out of money. You know, if, if I were, I'd cut off a foot and buy a car with it. But uh, that would be number one, two different demographics. 
Uh, number two is it's a numbers game. Publishing is very much about uh, how well your last book did. And the Jack Daniels books are doing well. All the books are in print, multiple printings. I've earned out my advance, and I had a decent advance. They're doing well, but they're not bestsellers yet. Well, uh, chain bookstores such as Borders or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million are going to look at my past sales, and that's going to determine how many of the new book they pre-order. And, you know, that's, that's all well and good, except my publisher for Afraid really wants to break this out really wants to cause a big splash with that. They really want a lot of pre-orders. Well, the bookstores aren't going to order any huge, gigantic numbers like my new publisher wants because they see what my sales history is, slow and steady. So they would order Afraid, slow and steady, if it were under the name J.A. Conrath. So those are the two main reasons. Gotcha. Um, you just mentioned a, a description of, of um, Afraid. I, I may have the exact description wrong, but um, definitely more intense than your Jack Daniels mysteries. I, I wondered if you um, could give kind of a, a thick, I mean, sorry, a, a quick thumbnail sketch of, of the plot and of Afraid. Without spoiling anything for for the listeners out there, Afraid is about a small Midwestern town, a town called Safe Haven. <laughs> I, I just love calling a town safe haven when you know you're going to wipe the town out. But uh, safe haven is in Wisconsin. And it's a little town so small it doesn't even have a full-time sheriff. Well, something comes to safe haven on one uh, dark night. And this something's sole purpose is to isolate, to terrorize, and to annihilate and it comes to safe haven supposedly by accident, and it does what it is supposed to do and systematically starts wiping out this town. So it all takes place in the scope of about 10 hours. Uh, got a cast of about 15 uh, heroes and villains that you get to know throughout the course of the story, plus many other secondary characters. And we follow all of these people through this one uh, extremely terrible and frightening night. Great. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, what are you afraid of? Do you write from your own fears? Absolutely. There's a wonderful quote, and I want to say it was Fitzgerald who did it, but I'm probably wrong here. It may, be, it may have been Elliot can't remember. The quote is, if there are no tears in the writer, there will be no tears in the reader. And I'm paraphrasing that. Sure. Now, try to really stretch the limits of, of what scares me. It, I mean, we all have, you know, private fears, but there are also big fears that you can almost consider universal. Uh, fear of being chased, fear of being hurt, um, fear of being at some uh, fear of the dark when something is in the dark fear of drowning fear of fire uh, fear of losing a loved one or being separated from your children and these are all pretty serious fears that, that have some, some universal some universality about them so afraid is a collection of pretty much every fear that I could come up with amplified by the nth degree 
to uh, crank up the tension and scare the pants off the reader. Great. In the acknowledgments for Afraid, you mentioned three horror writers, Stephen King, Dean Koontz, and David Morrell. Besides those three writers that I just named, what horror thriller writers do you enjoy reading? Wow, the, the list is ridiculous because I, I just love this genre so much. Uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Jeff Strand, and his new book Pressure is coming out this summer, and that is just a kick in your teeth. That is just no-holds-barred horror you just mentioned. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, Jack Ketchum is great. Ed Lee is great. They're both on the extreme side of the horror spectrum, but they both uh, have some have some real some real gravitas. They have some real uh, chops when it comes to scaring scaring the reader. Uh, Graham Masterton, a British writer, is probably my favorite horror writer. He's written something like 40 books now in the past 35 years. Uh, he started with The Manitou, which was a mediocre film made with Tony Curtis back in the, in the late 70s. But the book is fabulous, and all of his books are fabulous. The scariest opening of all time comes from a Masterton book called Master of Lies. That first chapter, will you, you, your jaw will be on the ground by the time you finish reading that chapter. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, other Brits I like, I like Sean Hudson. I love uh, early James Herbert. Uh, terrific, terrific atmosphere in the Herbert books. And, of course, uh, Richard Lehman. The late Richard Lehman was, was a giant field. Uh, 
I actually have a lot of Masterson books on my on my bookshelf and, and Layman as well, in addition to a lot of the others that you mentioned. Um, I wonder, what was the original spark for your interest in writing fiction? Did you get interested in writing at a young age? I got interested in writing because I love to read. My own personal library has about, well, at this point, about 5,000 books in it which means I can never leave my house uh, and, and move to another house because that would mean realphabetizing everything. And I'm just, I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to die in this house because <laughs> I refuse to put all my books in order again. But uh, from a really early age, I loved to read. I loved going places in my head. And at around 9 or 10 years old, I started writing my little stories, as many writers do, start young. And I found that when I was writing, people were listening, and I could affect people with my words. I could make them laugh. I could make them cringe. I could make them, in some cases, if I did a good enough job, I could make them cry and, and feel something. And that became a, uh, a calling to me. That became something that I wanted to pursue for the rest of my life. And I'm the, the luckiest guy on the planet. I get to do this for a, for a living. I get to scare people and make them laugh, and, uh, and it gets me paid, which is, which is fabulous. Great, great. And and I know from reading interviews with you and from reading your website that, um, you know, despite your, your passion for writing and, and your um, love of reading, that it, it wasn't a, um, um, you know, a necessarily straight shot for you to getting published. And I wondered if you could talk about that, um, you know, just briefly in terms sure, of your, uh, your, your yeah, quest right. for publication. Oh, my it was a very long quest, and that quest is still ongoing. Uh, you still quest for, for publication. I've had some success, but that success doesn't mean I can rest on my laurels now. I have to keep raising the bar. I have to keep writing well. I have to keep marketing and self-promoting. I have to keep making people aware of my books. But it started back in 92 when I graduated from, from college and couldn't get a job in my uh, studied profession, which was television. I'm from Chicago, big TV town, especially in 92, and could not get a job to save my life. Uh, recession back then, not quite as bad as it is now, but it was pretty bad back then. Thanks for listening. We'll be back for more of our interview right after this. Kindle Chronicles is a Friday audio podcast all about the Amazon Kindle e-reader. I'm Len Edgerly, and each week I present Kindle news, tech tips, an interview, a quote, and listener comments. I've been a writer all my life, and I'm doing this podcast because the Kindle has simply renewed my love of reading. I hope you'll stop by for a listen. You can find me at thekindlechronicles.com or by searching for Kindle in the podcast area of the iTunes store. I remember it well. I, I graduated from college in '91 and got laid off so, uh, yeah. from my oh, yeah. first job after four oh, yeah. months. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you to find another? A one? while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I could not. I could not get a job. So I did a lot of creative writing in college. I'd done a lot of creative writing my whole life, and I thought, okay, well, I'll just you know, I'll write a novel, get an agent, and uh, make a million dollars. I uh, still haven't made that million yet, and it took uh, 12 years, about a million words, nine books that were not published before I made a dime. 
so there's a definite learning curve to this business. Uh, you know, a passion for writing counts, but I think persistence and 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 to market and learning as much about the industry as you can is also extremely helpful. And it, it certainly did help me uh, when I finally caught on after 12 years of banging my head against the wall. What kept you going for those 12 years? A uh, liquor. <laughs> Liquor, uh, legal drugs are, are wonderful for writers because, uh, and this is a little-known fact, uh, you can write off certain hallucinogens on your taxes uh, as, uh, you know, as, as work office supplies. Right, I'll have to keep that in mind. Absolutely, because they're helping you, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're expanding your mind. So uh, it was it was a tough, it was a tough decade. It, it really was, you know, the, every time the postman would come i would have to pop a couple of prozac because i gotten 500 rejections during that the 12 years and you know every time i saw the mailman he was bringing another batch of rejections and you know that's like that's just the worst feeling in the world you know sending something you spent a year writing out there and you know getting the form letters back saying sorry we're not interested you sure suck. sure you you've spent a lot of time on your website and your blog giving advice to as, aspiring writers. In fact, you have a free downloadable book ebook on your site that lists 750 tips for aspiring writers. Well, tonight we don't have time for 750 tips, so I'm wondering if you have two or three ironclad rules or advice for aspiring writers that you would give. Uh, it's 750 pages. 750 pages worth worth. Tips. Yeah, that's uh, that little ebook download is I think uh, almost three hundred thousand words. So yeah, there's quite a bit on there. Everything that I've tried in this business and uh, a lot of things that I failed at, I, I share with people because you know, hey, maybe you won't make the same mistakes I did, and maybe you'll get published a lot faster than the twelve years it took me. Uh, the quote that I, I usually go by is, "There is a word for a writer who never gives up." And that word is published. Uh, you have to be persistent. You know, this business works on luck. You know, you can take all the writing classes you in, in the world and read all the books and, and practice, 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 and, and write novel after novel after novel. But the fact is you're not going to get published unless you get the right book in front of the right editor at the right time. And that's lightning striking. And that means you have to keep at it. You know, it's it's very tough to get struck by lightning. Uh, the odds are astronomical, but the odds are about even with with writing a a, a successful book. Uh, in fact, you probably have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than you do selling a book to a big house for a big advance, a big publishing house. But there are things you can do to improve your chances at getting at getting struck by lightning. Go out in thunderstorms, waving a big iron bar, climb to the top of trees, and uh, you're still going to get lucky if you get struck, but you can improve your chances. And knowing the business and persisting uh, definitely do improve your chances. Great, great. Finally, you, you had mentioned earlier, I, I had a question here. I was going to ask you if there are any future Jack Kilborn novels currently planned or slated for, for future publication. And you mentioned, if I'm not mistaken, the name of it was Trapped. Wonder if if um, I wonder if that if you have a date for publication for that or a contract or or do you see you know? It is sure, sure. It is under contract. 
the uh, pub date, it's probably going to come out in uh, Great Britain at the end of this year in hardcover. And then I'm guessing, and, and this may change, publishing is a volatile, volatile business, but I am guessing that it will probably uh, be published around this time next year in, in America. So uh, it's a fun book. It's a, it's a mean book. And Afraid is a, is a mean, mean, tough book. It's not gratuitous. It's not overly disgusting or graphic. But uh, it's a violent book, and it's a horror book. And the book is called Afraid for a Reason. So that's a word of warning. Warning. To, uh, to your list. And do you have ideas for, for future Kilborn novels beyond Trapped? Uh, no, I'm completely out of ideas now. Uh, normally, <laughs> normally for ideas, what I do is I go through James Patterson's garbage. And uh, that's great because, you know, with Patterson, when, when he throws out 10 pages, that's about 15, 20 chapters right there. So you, you must be staying busy going through the garbage. Absolutely. He also throws out a lot of good hoagies, big hoagie fans. Well, great. Well, well, thanks for joining us for a conversation with Joe Conrath, a.k.a. Jack Kilborn, author of the new horror thriller Afraid, which will be on sale at local bookstores March 31st. For more info, you can check out his website at jaconrath.com. That's J-A-K-O-N-R-A-T-H.com. And thanks for joining us, Joe. Hey, yeah, thanks sure. for having me. Thanks for listening to the Reading and Writing Podcast. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to our feed in iTunes, leave a review on iTunes, or send us an email at readingandwritingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and we will be back soon with another interview with a writer that you enjoy reading. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.